Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. mindset call. We do this call uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Really, it's our mindset mental toughness call. You know, mental toughness is kind of like a bullet point under mindset. Uh, but we emphasize the mental toughness, which is uh, to be able to fight through a lot of struggle, a lot of you know issues, and still have success. Because uh, the world is going to throw a lot of stuff at us. And so, you know, we emphasize that. Uh, we also emphasize that, uh, you know, the things that we learned in life were taught to us at an early age and still a part of us. You know, when we were born uh, or doing the womb up to age seven, eight or nine, those things are conditioned. We kind of like working on automatic you know, because those things are buried deep. You heard him say that. They're buried deep down inside of us. A lot of this stuff hadn't been addressed when he was talking about going three for three. Some of us is just walking around like robots. And we don't realize that because of our conditioning at an early age. When we got programmed, um, those things are still there because nobody has addressed them. Nobody's gone back to to talk about that. Through, throughout the system, that's never talked about. It's just, you know, we go get our grades and pass our tests and then we go get a job and or we go to the military or you know we do things and we feel like we've passed those things but they're still there and most of us who grew up in a middle class or poor uh community uh can you imagine what kind of conditioning that we receive the things that we heard uh you know good people um but you know when it came when it came down to actually you know training us on even finances or having success in life, those things were not really taught because, you know, they didn't know it. We didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we received. So now as we go through life, uh, we count on automatic. So what we talk about here on these, on these calls is that you have to change that whole paradigm if you want to be successful, uh, let's say financially, because people are trying to, to grow financially and uh, still fighting those those things that are buried deep down inside of us without us even knowing, you know, like I said, being on automatic. So that's what we talk about here. We actually load this on a podcast platform. Uh, we're getting a little better here because I got a, a microphone now. <laughs> uh, before we was just strictly coming from the conference call line, which we're still doing that now. But uh, when you hear the, uh, the, uh, the replay of this on the podcast platforms, it's a lot clearer now because we have a, a mic and I have this excellent person, this excellent lady that's editing and recording and putting all this stuff out there for us on all these different uh, platforms from from uh, Breaker to Spotify to Apple. Uh, you know, we're out there. So, you know, share this information. I prefer you share it with some younger folk because... <laughs> Young, when I say younger people, I'm talking maybe 25 to 45. Or 40, no, 45. Some of y'all guys, after you get over that age, you know, I'm just barely over that. Uh, you kind of locked in. You know, those thoughts are, man, they're, they're cemented in and it's like trying to crack concrete. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to break into that to say, hey, hey, it's, a, it's another way you need to think. And, uh, you know, we like, yeah, right. We sticking with, hey, we, we sticking with this way. <laughs> we not change. I don't care how it sound. I don't care how much sense it make. We sticking with it. We'll fight to the end with ideas that, 
that we know that we feel are really dated, never were true, but because we we were taught that at an early age, man, we holding on to them. <laughs> so let's try to find some younger people and tell them, say, hey, go out on the uh, podcast platforms. Just put you can put Tony Fleming in mindset or uh, you know mindset call or something like that, mental toughness, and it'll come up because uh, we got a bunch of them out there now. So uh, let's start sharing this information, you know, because, you know, each one teach one, right? Each one teach one. If we can just get one person at a younger age to, to grab this, they can teach one person and they can teach one person. All right. So let's go this morning. But, you know, before we do that, we must do this. Spartans. Spartans. What is your profession? So I walked over to the bookshelf this morning and I closed my eyes and reached out and grabbed the book and I opened it up. I said, let me find the highlighted section. And this whole book was highlighted. <laughs> so I went to a, to one of the highlighted sections and here we go. This is what it says here. It says the fault F A U L T dear Brutus is not in our stars. I wish I could say it like, you know, like he said, it. the fault Dear Brutus, it's not in our stars, but in ourselves, that we are underlings. You know, I had to look up underlings last time I read this, which was a few years back. <laughs> I had to go look up underlings. And uh, when I read what underlings were, I'm thinking, wow, are we really underlings? Well, some of us are, I guess. You know, if you... <laughs> You look up underlings, it says um, it's a noun and it's derogatory. A person lower in status or rank. Person lower in status or rank. So Brutus says it's, you know, it's in us, man. It's how we think. It's how we feel about ourselves. It's our self-esteem. The fault is not in our stars. It's not in... Um, you know, our next door neighbor, the fault is not in, uh, you know, the, the president of the United States It's not in, uh, you know, the school teacher It's not in the, you know, your homeboy. The fault is in with the, within us. This is within ourselves. And that's the fight that we have. We don't want to deal with that. We don't want to check ourselves and look and see what, you know, where is this coming from? We, you know. We blame it. It's in the stars. We even blame God. It's God, why'd you do that, God? You know, why did why did you why did you give us cancer, God? 
we we blame you know God why but we don't look at that we ate you know burgers and steaks and ham and pork you know for years and years and years and then when the cancer showed up oh god why did you give me cancer uh i think it came from some of the actions that we do some of the things that happen that you know it's like a cause and effect you know like when the when the oil light comes on and you don't change that oil and then when you blow up that engine you're like oh what happened what was that is that red oil light somebody somebody on this call told me that she she said in college she drove her car and that red light was on for a long time <laughs> she was going to a party on old national and that engine finally just in one of those little foreign cars too it was over with you can't drive with that red light on all the time and then say well what happened well, the 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 fault, dear Brutus, is not in the car. Is in that we didn't change the oil. Underlings. So William Shakespeare wrote that, as you know, and it's plain to be seen in his writings, that he knew and used this inner power in his life. He rose high above the commonplace and won for himself an immortal niche in the literary hall of fame through reliance upon the creative power within yes the fault is in yourself if you're not what you want to be and where you want to be now i know there's a lot of isms out here racism is and sexism and all the other isms we know that that's a part of you know the world but but we got to get around that you know what i'm saying that's you know a lot of successful people you know they got around it so so he says, if you're timid, backward, in a rut, and underling, it's because of yourself. Blame not the stars. Blame not society. Blame not the world. Blame yourself. Again, I say, change gears. Get out of low and shift into high. Start picturing what you really want to be, and you'll start to move. That's the hardest thing in the world, to try to picture your success when you're in a rut. To try to picture where you want to be when you're in the hood to try to picture those things and visualize yourself seeing that's why when i see people who have major success who came from um nowhere you have to give them credit even though you might want to blame them for other things even though you might want to blame them for you know let's take jay-z say well he sold drugs well uh rockefeller sold alcohol by bringing that up <laughs> doing well, doing prohibition rockefeller was the the king alcohol slinger <laughs> was it rockefeller i think it was when, uh, kennedy or both i think the kennedy family was a part of that too so you know he will he without sin how's that go cast be the first one to cast a stone or something i know i just messed that up but <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what i'm talking about you know um so when you see people have success in life and they they've gone you know you know they've gone through something you have to give them credit for that because that's a that's a fight to come out of a you know a rough tough area uh a mindset a thought process and you know you're around family and friends who really their goal is just to get by 
their goal is just to, you know, just to hang on. And you're around that mindset and that thought and those thought patterns and you still come up out of there because you have to visualize it. Like he says here, you have to see yourself already there. You got to get out of low and shift into high. He said, take warning that uh, that thou can operate in reverse. You can go backwards through wrong thinking just as fast as you go forward through right thinking. This kind of reverse thinking has brought on depressions and can bring on depressions again. If the mind of man becomes panicky, if enough individuals become obsessed with fear and greed, you know, because if you're watching the news and and television all the time, but you can easily become obsessed and you got a lot of individuals doing that. If the psychology of scarcity sweeps through the land, if great numbers of people become too demanding or move too strongly in a certain direction, stock markets can become upset and the economy of the world can be affected. You know, when you're depressed, you tend to depress those around you. You know, I, you know, we talk about uh, black on black crime, you know, that's, that's that's um vicinity crimes to me you're in the vicinity you know when you when you you know busted poor broke don't have any income coming in and you upset at the world you're gonna take it out on the person next door you're not driving across town to go take it out on them plus we know when you go across town what's gonna happen for sure <laughs> you know what's gonna happen for sure without a doubt you go over there you, you know, in our hood, you know, you can, you, but first of all, you just frustrated and, you know, like, that's why when you see people grow, get more money, become, you know, more stable is less crime. You look at neighbor, more stable neighborhoods is less crime because that, you know, somebody said, you know, we have the most, you know, we have a police society. Well, any society that, where you have, a small percentage that take all the money and a, and a large percentage don't have anything, you're going to have to have a lot of cops because that, that that's, you know, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of hustling and, and all, a lot, all kind of uh, unlawful things going on because you got a society where, you know, 1% control like 50, 60% of everything. You know, so you're going to have that. You're going to have the frustration. You're going to have all of that that comes along with it. Um, that's why I say the, the people that come out of this, you know, the ones who work their way out of it, uh, is special because, the you know, the psychology of scarcity sweeps through the land, man. He says, you know, when you're depressed, you tend to depress those around you. When the barometer falls, it's a sign of storm conditions. A turned down mouth has led too many turned downs. Don't carry your griefs and troubles around with you. No one wants to share them. People have griefs and troubles enough of their own. But you know what's what's crazy is most people do share them. I just saw something on on my timeline last night, um, which I don't know if this was lately or just happened or whatever, of a young lady who jumped out of sixty floor window in Chicago or something like that, or New York. She was like a, a had won some kind of pageant before, 30-some years old. Um, dealing with, you know, dealing with what's going on out here, you know, that's, a, uh, that's you know, 
that grief, the trouble, you know, that those things, man, will take control of you if you don't control yourself. It will take control of you easily. I can see that in anybody. Preacher man just text Miss Chelsea Smith, Miss USA. Really? Wow. I can imagine her family. Uh, preacher man said we need to change. We need to trade in the church pews for sofas. Church trade in the church pews for sofas to get some some kind of uh uh relief i guess some kind of release because i guess from the sofa you know it's a lot of people releasing out here on social media man some of their pages that's all they doing <laughs> they wake up and just dump a lot of stuff out it might it might help a lot of folks you know what i'm saying so uh but let me get back on track here so he says stop moping picture yourself wrapping up your griefs and troubles in a nice little neat bundle and leaving them by the roadside better yet see yourself dropping them off in a bridge so they'll float away on the stream and never come back again. We used to jokingly say all the time, you know, leave all your troubles in the car when you come to one of our events. But don't bring all your issues in there. You know, just leave them in the car. And if somebody steals your car, they're going to get halfway down the road, stop and reach in the back seat and take them out and put them on the floor, uh, on the ground and keep going. So don't worry about them stealing your troubles. Because <laughs> when they steal your car, they're going to hear all those troubles in the back seat. They're going to pull over. <laughs> they might just leave the car and get out of there, take them out, leave them on the curb and keep going. So don't bring them on the, on the Zooms. Don't bring them into the meetings. Don't bring them on the calls. Don't bring them. Just leave them in the car. Leave them at home. You say, but it can't be done. And I answer, is it helping you solve your problems and your heartaches? Letting them weigh you down in mind and body all the time? Get out from under. You can't be yourself in this impossible to make the right impression on others to attract good things to you when you are staggering under a load of things that have already happened, which can no longer be helped, which cannot be cured by moping about it. Man, let me tell you, if worry had the power to solve a problem, I would worry 24 hours a day and I ask you to help me. <laughs> That's what people doing though. We worry 24 hours a day and we asking people to help us, but it ain't solving the problem. He says, but worry unhappily only multiplies our troubles because what we think about, we bring about. Line up all the chronic warriors and the warriors in the world, and they would reach almost to the moon and back. <laughs> you see, many men and women who look as if they're going to the going to cloud up and rain in a minute. Wow, Man, you about to, you about to rain. They belong to the loyal order of sad sacks and creep hangers and Android users. <laughs> I had to add that in there. You didn't say that. You didn't say that. Everything that happens to them is bad or going to be bad. They temporarily lost the temporarily lost the capacity to see good in anything. They can't enjoy the present because they'll be moaning the past and afraid of the future. One of the wisest men I ever knew, a man high in mental and spiritual development, said to me, "Never for one moment forget this: life is an individual proposition. 
no matter how much you may wish at times to shift responsibility for your thoughts and acts to others or to escape from the consequences of certain experiences in which you have become involved, you are living in a world of cause and effect, a world in which nothing actually happens by accident. And you, yourself, set up the causes by your own thinking, good or bad, for the things that happen to you. That's why I say, if you can think your way out of a, a, a awful neighborhood, a, a bad environment, and you know, and you create that vision, man, I'm not telling you it's easy, but I'm saying that's what it takes. Nobody's going to give us anything. The, the, the cavalry is not coming. The, the government is not going to save us. The, the church is not going to save us. The school is not going to save us. The president, that's what we're looking for, a savior. That's why every time there's an election, when somebody gets in office, they go, oh, yeah, boy, now we got Biden. Now we got Obama. Now we got Bush. Now we got Nixon. Now we got Clinton. Now we got four and you still got the same results. <laughs> we still have the same things going on. We still got, but we, we thinking because that savior is in office, we good. He says, I have proved this time and again in my own life. And so have you, if you only admit to, to yourself, but when I made this statement to some men and women, they said to me, that's a frightening thought. Do you mean that I have attracted failure? I have attracted economic need, ill health, dislike, loss of friends, unhappiness. And when I have told such people, yes, that's what it means. <laughs> if any of these conditions have come upon you, you have your own self to blame, they said. But we didn't picture these things. Yeah, you did. We didn't say these things. Yeah, you did. If you go back and look, we all have. Well, we are now. It's from our thoughts, from our actions, from our feelings, from the things that we said. That's where we are now. And from five years from now, where we're going to be is from our thoughts, from our feelings, from our actions, from the things we say, the things we think about. He told the person, no, you, you maybe perhaps they didn't, you didn't do it directly. You know, you didn't see yourself failing, running short of funds and suffering, nervous breakdown, growing unpopular, losing friends ending up unhappy, but your mental attitudes were expressed in this kind of thoughts. You might not saw yourself doing, you might not think you were doing it, but your mental attitude did it. When you just know that this would happen to me, there's no use trying. I just can't do it. You know, that's what people say. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> How can you I said, man, you silly. Hey, I, I, I have to laugh to keep from crying a lot of times. So there's no use in trying. I can't do it, says the people. I don't want to meet him or her. I know I won't like them. It's just my luck to have this happen. I'm always getting the worst of it. Did you hear that? Do you say that? Do we all say that? Do we all do that? Oh, I feel so bad. I wish I could die. I'm going broke. There's no way out. Don't we say that? Do, do y'all say that? Do we, do we say, I start saying, 
you know, I've stopped saying that years ago. I'm going broke. I said, no, my money is circulating. Right now, my money is circulating and it's coming back around. So, well, Tony, that's no different than I'm going broke. There's no way out. Yes, it is. That's a big difference. <laughs> you keep saying that. Keep saying I'm going broke. There's no way out over and over and over. Keep saying it. Keep saying it's just my luck to have this happen. I'm always getting the worst of it. I don't even want to read this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm reading it because it's in the book. But I, I don't want any of these things coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling fairly well today, but this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I probably feel worse tomorrow. I just know how... I, you know, I know how, what happens to me. He says, aren't those wonderful suggestions that we've been saying for years over and over and over? Can you possibly picture with the knowledge of mind you have now gained how any of these thoughts could attract good? How any of those, I don't want to meet him or her. I know it won't. I ain't going to like them. You know, it's just my luck to have this happen. It's always getting the worst. I feel so bad. I wish I could die. I'm going broke. There's no way out. He says, you know, the things that you know now with the knowledge and mind that you have now gained, how's any of those thoughts could attract good? How any saying those things, how can that help? On the contrary, this kind of thinking can only bring one result. Yet many of us carelessly in moments of emotional depression, give voice to such thoughts and then wonder why so many things go wrong in our lives. So he says, so take stock of yourself. We are living, as you know, in, in a terrific age, an amazing age. Too many whose minds are unprepared. It is a bewildering, frightening age. The tempo of life and de de developments is increasing at a rapid rate. Things are unfolding almost too fast for the mind to a man to grasp. More and more earth-shaking developments are on the way. Much that was considered impossible a few years ago already been accomplished. Anything may happen from now on and probably will. You must train yourself to be mentally alert, to maintain an open mind, to make contact with your creative power within so you can adapt yourself to the changes that are coming so you will have the insight and understanding and the courage to meet them. It's not enough for you to learn the laws of mind. You must learn how to use your mind in accordance with these laws. So the last thing here is that the fortunate men and women of the world are those who know how to visualize, how to eliminate their fears and worries, how to remain inwardly calm and poised, no matter what the circumstances, how to assume a positive mental attitude and how to retain emotional stability under pressure. This should be your great goal in life to realize a like attainment. It will be your only guidance and protection in this fast moving world of today. Abandon all limited thinking. He says, abandon it. Let it go. Let it go. Get it out of your life. And guess what? That's just a couple of pages that was highlighted through this whole book, man. It's so many pages I have that's highlighted. Who knows this book? We did this book in the book club two or three times. No, maybe. Yeah, maybe three times. Who knows the book? Somebody text me the name of the book. Who knows the book? What book was that? Nobody knows the book. Let's see. Mm. 
<laughs> Nobody's even taking a chance to tell us he's been in the book club. I'm going to give you a countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Nobody knows. And the book is called, is yellow and red. I'm sure you got different covers now, but it's called TNT, The Power Within You, How to Release the Forces Inside of You to Get What You Want. Claude M. Bristol, the author of The Magic of Believing. <clears throat> and those forces have been instilled in us by God. You know, so I know some people say, you didn't say God. Well, he's given us everything we need, the skills, the, the knowledge, the things that we, God has given us all of that. Now, he ain't going to sit here and, and go do it for us. We got to go do it. You know how you wash your face? You don't ask God to wash your face. You know how you drive your car? You don't ask God to drive your car. You know, when you buy clothes, you, you know, but when it comes to money and change your life financially, Come on, God. Do it for us. He's giving you that. He's giving us that. Let's go for it. All right, folks, that's it for the day. That's all she wrote. Pen and the pencil broke. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I knew that I was different. Right. And it's like, you know, you can look a gift horse in the face and not know what you're looking at. And I feel like, you know, I'm looking at the gift horse. I'm just one of the ones that notice what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? It's actually an incredible... Time. It's like a gold rush. It's never been a time like this in our generation. It's our equivalent of the gold rush. And everybody moved to California. This technology has empowered everybody. It, it, it's giving people, you know, it's as big as, as you want to make it. And, you know, it's as far as you want to take it. And we could quote a gang of things going on in the world right now. Or just, you know, accept it as being true. But, you know, it's like, man, giants going to crumble. Big, big companies going to crumble. New companies going to pop up out of nowhere. And it's, it's gonna be dramatic right now, and I believe it. That's how I know. 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 That's how I knew that I was different. That's how I know. 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 That's how I knew that I was different.